Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. From Transport Topics in Washington, D.C., this is Road Signs. Here is your host, Seth Clevenger. Thank you for listening to Road Signs, the podcast series from Transport Topics that explores the trends and technologies that are shaping the future of trucking. In this episode, we're going to explore the latest developments in freight visibility and transparency in the supply chain. The use of load tracking technology has expanded significantly in recent years because shippers are demanding constant visibility into the status of their shipments. And that's putting pressure on carriers and third-party logistics providers to capture and supply that information. Amazon has forever changed our expectations. In a world where consumers can order products online and then track the delivery process every step of the way, it's no surprise that shippers have come to expect the same level of information from their transportation providers. But how can trucking companies and logistics firms meet these higher expectations? And how can they remain competitive in the years ahead as shippers continue to raise the bar for freight transparency? To help find answers to those questions, I recently sat down with executives from two major suppliers of freight visibility technology. I spoke with Mark Carroll of Descartes and Brian Coyne and Zach Gibbs of Trimble Visibility at a pair of recent trucking technology conferences. Let's go ahead and jump into those interviews. We're here in Denver at the 2019 McLeod Software User Conference, and we're excited to bring in Mark Carroll, Director of Product Strategy at Descartes. Thanks for joining us, Mark. Thanks. So I want to talk about freight visibility. You know, sh shippers are demanding more real-time information about their shipments, which, of course, is placing demands on carriers and logistics providers. So, Mark, in your words, just how much have shipper expectations changed about visibility? Yeah, so I think it's it's more than just shipper expectations. It's expectations about the, the offering as a whole, right? Initially, when, when tracking came out, it was this concept of, hey, I'm going to look at a location of a truck, and that, that's good enough, right? I just want to be able to see in real time where that truck is at any point in time. As the data has become richer and more, more complex, there's more asks that go along with it, right? So predictive ETA, um, being able to make, maintain schedules, uh, checking to see if we're going to be in compliance, kind of being proactive with the solution a little bit more. Uh, I see that evolution continuing into more of an automated environment where we're trying to become even more efficient. Now, the question around shippers and, and what they want to see is an interesting one, right? Because it's a double-edged sword. Certainly, shippers want to have better access to data, knowing where their shipments are. But at the same time, there is an ability for us to now grade those shippers based on, on their performance as a provider as well in terms of how's their dock scheduling working? Are they efficient at loading trucks? Are they constantly in detention? And I think there's, there's some questions around how that data gets shared in a responsible way that's both beneficial to the shipper to allow them to improve, but also to the carrier to allow them to, to catch up on things like demerge and, uh, and detention. Sure. And, I mean, do you expect that this move toward more and more tracking, more and more freight visibility is just going to increase? Is this going to become table stakes just to participate in the industry in the years ahead? Yeah, we think it already is, quite frankly. Um, in order to conduct business, you have to be able to have the data at your fingertips. And quite frankly, it's not efficient to do it in a manual process the ways that it was done uh, even five years ago. Um, having a solution in place is absolutely part of the game at this stage. 
Uh, and I think the goal for us really is to be a good provider uh, as we continue to expand our network and get uh, better and better compliance with our carriers. Sure. Now we see this push for more information, but how are companies really utilizing all this data, right? I mean, we're, uh, where, where are we in terms of data analytics and, and really you know, putting this knowledge uh, uh, to use and, and, and turning it into actionable intelligence? Yeah, it's a great question. I think for us, it's all about what that evolution becomes, right? Um, I think the idea of being able to know a location of a truck, being able to predict when it's going to be there, that's all great. And I think that there's there's ways for us to um, benefit from that. But the next step is really taking it and understanding carrier behaviors as a whole. Uh, one of our big forays into the, that data analytics space is the carrier capacity network and trying to better understand how can we predict uh, not only where they're going to be, but where they want to go next, right? And that has benefit to all parties involved in, in the transaction, whether that be carrier, broker, or shipper. Being able to better match carriers with the freight that they want uh, is beneficial, right? And so we do see a lot of uh, value to, to collecting the data and trying to apply it into other ways to make the, the, the chain more efficient. And that'll, of course, continue in, in the years ahead, you know, uh a big part of the, the future of software development will be improving data analytics and, and better uh, utilizing the information that we're, we're already capturing in, in many cases. But I want to ask you next about another big trend that we see, in, uh, especially in software development, and that's artificial intelligence and machine learning. Uh, we, we really see that the conversation about this has, has increased, and you know, it's, it's certainly the case in, in the transportation industry as well. Uh, but what do you, when you think about AI and machine learning, what do you see, how do you see it playing out in terms of freight visibility? Sure, yeah. So first of all, as a whole, AI obviously has grown leaps and bounds uh, in recent years. And I think a lot of that is due to the fact that now those algorithms are becoming more crowdsourced uh, and able to be used more widely. Whereas before, you'd really have to write the algorithm specifically for your set of business, uh, which is obviously challenging uh, and is certainly a high level of expertise. You know, for AI, for us, uh, we really have to divide the conversation into what's artificial intelligence and what becomes business intelligence, right? And how do we, how do we apply both uh, to make the end user experience better? For us, AI is all about automation, making this, the, the system do things for you and actually going through and making you more efficient. BI will also make you more efficient, but by empowering your employees with the data at their fingertips and allowing them to make better informed decisions. So for us, it's not a singular solution. It's a combination of both. Uh, we see a lot of promise in AI, especially as the, the technology continues to grow, and we're excited to apply it as many places as we can. Yeah, I, Mark, I remember a presentation you gave last year at uh, TIA's Technovation Show in, in uh, Tucson, and you really advocated for really more data sharing among freight brokers, and this mm -hmm. is a you know an opportunity to unlock trapped capacity, uh, you know, an, an open network for for sharing information uh, could help everybody uh, in, in the supply chain better utilize the hauling capacity that's available. Uh, can you expound upon that? You know, what do you see there as, as the real opportunity? Yeah, look, I think our first application of an open network is capacity, uh, but I think there are many other places that stand to benefit from that. It's, it's interesting when you look at the companies that are getting a lot of uh, investment from outside players. You know, th their promise is automation of some of these behaviors. The challenge that they're going to face is that they have to get a very, very large data set to deliver on the, the potential that they're, that they're showing, right? The technology that they're working with is very interesting. We keep a watchful eye on, on what those companies do. Uh, we, we see a lot of promise in it. The big difference for us is understanding the value of scale. Um, we talk about that across Descartes 
as a company as a whole. Uh, we believe that that scale is where you really start delivering uh, the efficiencies. And so those open networks allow the users that participate in them to grow much quicker, right? Get access to more data that they would otherwise have to, in a traditional environment, acquire either by uh, headcount or by going and acquiring a company. Uh, in this environment, being open and sharing allows all the parties to experience the benefits uh, in a much more direct path. Okay, and what's your sense of um, uh, uptake on this uh, idea from your customers and others in the industry? I mean, do you, do you think that there's a more openness to uh, you know being a little bit more co you know, collaborative? Yeah, so I mean, I think uh, you know, obviously the the concern with it, the pushback on it is, am I exposing? data to my competition that then makes them stronger. The reality of the situation is uh, both parties stand to benefit greatly from it. Uh, those that have ended up sharing collaborative within our networks have seen a lot of benefit and I think we're starting to be able to communicate that better to the customer base. We've seen consistent growth uh, in the product offering that specifically focuses on that collaboration and we continue to uh, hope that that's going to be the, the path forward as well. Transport topics in one word, authoritative. Knowledge, outstanding. Reliable. We ask transport topics readers to describe us in one word. Informative. Informative. Integrity. The Bible. Authoritative. The authority. Transportation information, that's two, but I, I, I gotta have it both. Physically large. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's two words. Visit influence.ttnews.com forward slash say hello to find out what they're talking about. You know, another you know big news item from a couple years back, uh, you know when when Descartes acquired freight visibility provider MacroPoint uh, back in uh, 2017, uh, you know that was a, a pretty uh, big move on the chessboard among yep. the you know trucking technology uh, suppliers. But I want to circle back to that and ask you, um, you know, where we are a couple years later. How has that integration gone? You know, how is uh, you know Descartes with uh, you know the, the capabilities of, of MacroPoint added? Uh, and, and how has that, uh, that merger transpired? Yeah, uh, Descartes has been a great partner of ours. Uh, you know, obviously, before we got acquired, uh, our, our whole goal was to grow as quickly as possible. Uh, with the acquisition of Descartes, it, it added a lot of fuel to the fire very quickly. Um, obviously, we grew overnight, but since then, we've had a lot of support from, from the parent company being Descartes in helping us grow. Um, from a headcount and efficiencies perspective, they've certainly been uh, contributors there. But where I, we see the bigger partnership is just the natural cohesiveness to our product suite as a whole. Um, they've always been a big data company that focuses on, on enabling the, uh, the supply chain, whether that be through freight forwarders, brokers, or even shippers in certain situations. We see the data collaboration becoming very, very powerful uh, and kind of really talks more about the last question, right, which is being able to grow your data set and scale it is where you really start seeing those efficiencies and becoming powerful. So we've been very pleased with the acquisition uh, process. We feel like we're, we're fully part of the, uh, the Descartes ecosystem at this point and, and look forward to seeing you know who they acquire next that can that can help us grow more right well we'll certainly uh, stay tuned on that front uh, i also want to take a little bit of time to talk about blockchain now of course there's been this this wide-ranging conversation not only in transportation but in techn in the technology world uh writ large about how you know the shared ledger technology could you know streamline transactions you know reduce errors and fraud uh, but uh, certainly over the past year or so, so the, the hype has died down considerably. There's a little bit of a, you know, kind of a return, uh, you know, it's, it's come back down to earth. 
Uh, that doesn't mean there aren't you know potentially real benefits and from from real applications in the years ahead. And uh, you know, Descartes I should should mention is a member of the Blockchain and Transport Alliance. But I want to get your take on you know how you view blockchain right now. Uh, what are the opportunities? You know, the realistic opportunities, and where do we stand now? Sure. So, as a technology provider, the way we look at blockchain is similar to any other language. You know, it, within the technology space, it's something that we certainly have to. Uh, offer solutions within. Uh, we are working hard to deliver blockchain solutions. The way I see it as it pertains specifically to transportation logistics is it seems like a sledgehammer when a regular hammer would do, right? Um, some of the promise that was offered by blockchain surrounded its ubiquity. Uh, and, and, you know, having a ubiquitous offering is a, a, a very, very long path uh, and very difficult to, to achieve. The promise was, hey, we can start speaking the same language and start sharing data across all these parties by having the same words spoken all the time. We're attacking that problem by trying to use open networks that we don't necessarily have to have people sing, speaking the same language. We're converting it for them. So I think that there's certainly promise to what blockchain has to offer. Uh, I just think it's, it's all about figuring out where it fits best within transportation logistics. Uh, and again, we're committed to doing that as a company. Uh, however, at this point in time, it's 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 kind of a nice to have rather than a necessity for us. Okay, that's helpful. And you know, one thing I will say about the hype cycles, I think that there was a a very good education process. I think people right. know much more about blockchain right. than they they did before. And uh, now we'll we'll see how it all develops, and and we can have a maybe a more nuanced and detailed conversation about uh, how we're really going to roll it out uh, down the line, uh, potentially in our industry. Before I let you go. Um, I do want to get your you know, kind of final thoughts on how you think this industry is going to evolve in the coming years. Right? We've seen technology just take off in, in trucking. It's such an important part of, of the business now. But where, where are we going next? I mean, what do you see in the years ahead? How is this going to continue to change the way transportation and, and logistics companies do business? Yeah, so I see two trends. One is absolutely technology playing a bigger role in transportation logistics. I think if you look at the industry, um, Traditionally, we've been lag adopters of technology. We haven't really been on the forefront. Um, there's a plus to that where we get to see other, other industries kind of fight through those adoption curves and learn from that. I think that there is definitely a need for efficiency within the space, um, especially as we look at things like potential margin compression and, and the pressure that's coming from shippers to be more real time. I think we're definitely gonna see technology continue to permeate uh, its way into the industry. Uh, the other trend that I would say is I think we're gonna move more to, to more complete solutions. Uh, right now, it seems like the transportation logistics space is full of, of fragmented solutions, right? Single solutions that fix one problem. Uh, you know, as I look at that from a sustainable perspective, I think when you look at the customers, they're going to want to be able to go to a, a small handful of providers that can offer them multiple solutions. So we see that trend moving to a more end-to-end -end solution uh, as being the path and certainly one that Descartes and MacroPoint are, are looking forward to. All right. Well, hey, this has been a great conversation. I think we're at a good stopping point, though. Uh, but thanks again, Mark, for joining us. We really appreciate your insights. Thank you very much for having us. 10 Everyday Uses of Transport Topics on Alexa. 1. While you get ready for work in the morning. 2. While you cook breakfast. 3. While you eat breakfast. 4. While you drive to work. 5. While you're at work. 6. While you eat your lunch. 7. While you're driving home. 8. While you cook dinner. 9. While you eat dinner. 10. While... 
Well, let's face it, it's one minute with today's biggest industry headlines. The listening options are endless, so why be confined to 10? Simply say, okay Google, talk to Transport Topics. We're here at Trimble's 2019 Insight User Conference in Houston, and I'm very pleased to welcome a couple of experts from Trimble Visibility. We have General Manager Brian Coyne and Product Manager Zach Gibbs. Thank you for joining us, gentlemen. Thanks for having us. So one of the trends that we've seen in recent years is really this demand on the part of shippers for more visibility of their shipments in transit. And of course, that's putting an extra burden on carriers and logistics providers. Uh, from what you've seen in the market, just how much have shipper expectations changed for uh, freight tracking? Well, that's a great question. You know, when you think about the expectations of shippers, most shippers are consumers as well. I think you really kind of bring in the Amazon effect of we, we expect to see and know where our shipments are at any given moment throughout the process and throughout the supply chain. So that's that's the same thing that our shippers are seeing and they want to have in their environment. And one of the challenges in the past before freight visibility was there were so many different places. They typically have a carrier network that's made up of 100, 200, 300 different carriers. It's very difficult to bring that into one lens so that they can see across their entire carrier network where their shipments are. So that's really the benefit that visibility brings to the table. It's putting it in that one piece of glass so that the shipper can see and track and monitor the progress of the shipments. Yeah, and just kind of speaking of the Amazon effect, I mean, people just from their consumer lives ordering products online, we just now expect to have that information at our fingertips. And that's certainly the case in commercial freight as well these days. Uh, but I also want to ask about the factors that are really driving this demand uh, for more visibility. You guys have any additional thoughts? I mean, I, I mentioned the consumer element, but uh, what else is driving this, this demand for more visibility in the supply chain? I think it's all about um, the, the data has been there um, and it's been very fragmented in the, in the past to get access to that information. Um, but once you expose that, um, you, you create a, a lot of opportunities for efficiency gains, both on the carrier side to understand how well um, certain routes are being run, uh, where there are exceptions that are occurring, where uh, intervention can, can happen um, to make it safer for the driver. Um, um, and to, to manage exceptions along that route. But if, um, if you're a shipper, then having this access to, to real-time visibility allows you to better manage your operations, better manage your dock flow, better manage uh, getting drivers in and out of your facilities, um, which benefits all parties. Yeah, there's definitely a reciprocal value there. I mean, uh, carriers, of course, don't want their drivers held up at these facilities. So providing that information can help the ship, not only help the shippers, but also helps the carriers. Um, so you guys announced at this conference that Trimble will begin offering a, a version of its visibility platform for free to customers, uh, at least those customers who are using a Trimble TMS system and, uh, and telematics in the cab. Uh, why take that step? Why offer a you know, basic visibility platform uh, at no charge for your, your joint customers? Well, it's a great question. We, we really have um, embraced and embodied the one Trimble uh, mantra that we've been talking about for the last year and the power of together. Um, so when we look at the, the customers that we have that have uh, a Trimble TMS and also a Trimble mobility product or telematics device, um, it, it, we wanted to give back to those customers and give them the, the uh, benefits that Zach just talked about, um, but on their business so that they can uh, provide this information to their customers uh, in a way that um, they, they can kind of dip their toe into the visibility water per se and see what it's about, see how it works for them and see how it can help them provide better service for their customers 
uh, on a daily basis and really lim- it, uh, back off the amount of support that they have to provide their customers because their customers uh, are really getting a self-service and real-time uh, information about their loads and shipments. Yeah. Sure. And we think, just to add on, I think you know we, we view this as being um, a way to solve some some big pain points for, for uh, the carrier customers today. And so, you know, number one, part of this announcement was giving them back control of their of their data um, with the Trust Center product. And the visibility product goes hand in hand with that. So, um, you know, the, the big pain point that we've heard over and over again um, is third party you know, providers coming into to our carrier customers asking for information. And then it kind of goes into a, um, you know, a black hole, a void for them. Um, and so we want to help solve that problem for them, but also give them full transparency and access into that, um, that data. And the, um, the true visibility product is that the user interface uh, where they can interact and, and really see it and, um, and then uh, provide a better customer experience for their clients as well. And of course, there is a, a paid premium version of uh, visibility with additional features uh, that goes beyond this, this basic version that's uh, uh, now being offered to, to your joint customers. Yeah, absolutely. And um, so there's a number of features that, that, uh, that we have in the premium version that, that add value from um, a weather risk scoring perspective. So if there are safety concerns along the route line, um, those can be bubbled up and actions can be taken. Um, a number of the, along with a number of other features that, um, that we have in the premium pay version as well. Now, uh, today, what do you see as the main gaps in visibility that shippers, carriers, and 3PLs are still trying to address? You know, what are the, uh, you know, the kind of the key missing link in that, uh, that information that would really be valuable if we can plug it in? So, so the networks are still very um, disconnected and fragmented today with Within transportation logistics, we've we've always had that that fragmented problem. Um, I think that that as things move forward, we'll see less of that. Um, but it's still it's still an issue today uh, that we that we face. And so that's where connections to other non-Trimble business systems um, really is is the future um, for you know for us and, and improvements for you know the non-Trimble clients and the Trimble clients. Um, that uh, there's there's huge value in on, on both sides on on the carrier side on the third party side and on the shipper side. So Trimble really got into shipment visibility uh, two years ago when it acquired ten four systems, and now here we are two years later. So I want to just kind of check in on that. You know how has that merger played out, and how are you connecting ten four's technology to other Trimble product lines? Yeah, and and that's what the the original plan. Uh, with with the purchase of 104 was to leverage the power that we already had in our existing customer base. So when you think about um, 89% of the top 100 carriers in both private and for hire segments use a Trimble transportation product, we already have a very strong customer base in transportation. So we wanted to to be able to provide uh, visibility to that existing customer base and really leverage it. We're the only uh, visibility provider in the marketplace that already has an existing customer base of carriers um, that are both either on the mobility side or on the TMS side. And Zach, you made the comment yesterday morning that transparency and the exchange of data among carrier shippers and third parties is going to be a foundational pillar for the future of uh, improving uh, our industry in the future. You know, why do you feel that way? Why is this so important? Um, so, I mean, in a, in a few ways, I think that, uh, you know, as as we break down um, silos and walls within the industry, 
Um, there's tons of opportunity to, to share information that, that both sides win. So even if you're working, you know, with a, a third party shipper TMS, um, you know, there's information that, you know, if users are opting into um, the services that we could exchange information um, with them and, and they with us. And it, it builds, you know, we can build better solutions for all of our customers collectively together um, uh, by doing that. So I, I just think that the, the, uh, the sources or the origins of the data are it's being collected, um, but there's very few people that are um, that are building real uh, industry-leading solutions off of that uh, as well. So I think it's a big, big opportunity. Well, I think just to add on to that point, um, there's a lot of concern with the with data privacy, data security, um, and our customers know our existing customers, whether on the TMS side or on the uh, on the mobility side, they know Trimble and they trust Trimble with their data. Um, so it, it, they know when they put their, their data into the trust center, as Zach talked about a little while ago, um, that, that that data is safe and they control where that data goes, who gets that data and, and how long they have access to that data. So really data governance and data stewardship is a key. Those are key pillars uh, in, in our data strategy with our customers. Sure. And, you know, it's one thing to collect data, you know, it's another to actually utilize the information to, to its fullest and turn it into real insights that change your, your business processes. Uh, so how do you see carriers, 3PLs, and shippers starting to take all this data that they're demanding and really turning it into actionable information to take it to the next uh, level? I think first we need to solve the, the challenge of, of connecting um, one another together. And, you know, with the, the visibility component, it's, it's not a, a difficult concept. We, we've all um, had great customer experiences on the parcel side. So... Uh, we need to extend that all the way through the, the truckload, intermodal, LTL, um, final mile side of the equation first. Once we do that, then there's a lot more that can be done. Um, but that's a that's a that's a big challenge still today um, to connect those those different um, those different data sources together. Um, and then from there, you can start connecting the different ecosystems together. But you've got to you got to build that foundation first in the industry. Um, you know, so we still have a ways to go to, to really get there across. Sure. You know, one of the big trends in software development is the use of AI and machine learning. You know, we see this across you know, any industry pretty much you can imagine. Uh, how is that going to change load tracking and freight visibility uh, once you start to, to gather this information? You know, how, how do you see opportunities to, to apply it moving forward? I think you're going to see um, the use of, of machine learning and, and AI uh, on the analytics side. So when you when you start assessing and looking at the historical data that we're able to provide through the, uh, the freight visibility and the tracking part of it um, to really help our customers understand what's going on with loads and how how the loads are progressing and what trends that that the, the machine learning and the AI can pull out of the historical data. I think that's really where you're going to see the power uh, of removing inefficiencies from uh, the transportation sector and in the marketplace. That's the, the, the that's the efficiency gains that our customers, I think, will see. And that's the practical application, I think, of the uh, AI and, and machine learning. Okay. Now, before we wrap up, I want to ask both of you, you know, just how you see this industry evolving in the coming years. You know, do you, do you see basic transparency just becoming absolute table <laughs> stakes moving forward? Is this something that everybody's going to have to do if they want to participate in, in most freight markets? Uh, what do you expect to see in the years ahead? 
So uh, from my perspective, I, I think that, yes, absolutely, it's, it's, um, it's table stakes that, you know, we, we all need to provide as, as, a, uh, as a standard service for, for our customers. Um, you know, we all expect it as consumers. Um, and so why, why should we settle for anything less inside of our industry um, that's so large and diverse? And so uh, absolutely, that, I think that that's, that's table stakes. And, um, you know, the, the proliferation of, of IoT devices in general, um, just over the last four to five years, and then the trends going forward and the move from business to business, IoT devices to, you know, using business to consumer, the, the, you know, the smartphones and the tablets that are more of the consumer grade devices. Um, and then how, uh, you know, how cheap IoT devices have become um, that we're going to move away from uh, just tracking the, the the power unit, or just tracking the trailer, into into actually tracking what what matters uh, within um, you know the, those uh, that uh, that that freight on that freight level visibility um, piece. Sure, and Brian. Any final thoughts on where you see us going in the years ahead? Yeah, I think as visibility um, gains in popularity, as it has very rapidly over the past several years, uh, I think we're going to see uh, more acceptance, uh, more. Tr- uh, innovation and, and growth in the platforms um, to provide um, the analytical and the, the, the business knowledge to truly remove inefficiencies uh, from the marketplace. That's, I think, tr- one of the biggest challenges that transportation faces today is the inefficiencies that cause driver shortages and truck breakdowns and everything else that, that, um, uh, that are challenges within transportation companies uh, that it may not be related to uh, to technology per se. It's just the, the the business of moving freight. But I think the more we can learn from uh, the past activities and the histories of, of everything, the more efficient we can make this uh, great industry that we work in. Great. Well, it'll be very fascinating to watch in the years ahead. Brian and Zach, it's been great to have you on the program. Thanks again for joining us. Thank you. Thanks so much. When a Transport Topics reporter sits down to write a breaking news story, he or she knows that every word, Every quote, every image matters. Across TT's more than 80-year history, some of the best journalists in transportation have dedicated themselves to getting the stories that this very large, very fast-moving industry needs to read. With new media channels and programs that allow us to extend our reach and tell even more great trucking stories. Web, print, video, podcasting. All part of our repertoire. All part of our craft. As we wind down, let's revisit our original question. How can transportation companies keep up with shippers' demands for greater freight visibility? As we've heard from our guests, the ability to share this information is becoming table stakes in a large segment of the freight market. If you can't provide the transparency that shippers are demanding, they'll choose another transportation partner. And shipper expectations are only going to rise. Carriers and 3PLs will need to equip themselves with technology to not only capture this information, but to share it with their customers in a user-friendly way. This is all part of a broader movement toward more collaborative relationships between trucking and logistics companies and their shippers. This enhanced transparency could lead to better utilization of freight hauling capacity across the industry. It could also start to whittle away at the problem of driver detention time at shippers and receivers facilities. The ability to capture this information is already available. The next step is to use it to enable better business decisions, closer partnerships with shippers, and a more efficient supply chain. That's it for this episode of Road Signs, but we have a lot more in the works, so stay tuned. Until then, I'm Seth Clevenger. Thank you for listening.
Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.